Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Let's Talk Assassin's Creed, your number one podcast for all things Assassin's Creed. Now, today's episode, we're looking at simulation versus time travel. And the idea behind this is we're going to look at the Animus and how it allows a user to essentially live history, relive history and historical events without physically affecting time or pulling the user through time. It's not Doctor Who, <laughs> it's not Back to the Future, it's a genetic simulation. There's going to be a lot of theory crafting because the possibilities behind this is endless, but the biggest one I want to look at is dialogue choices. Now, I am one of the people that are still on the fence with dialogue choices. I know it's canon, and I know how it can fit in the animus structure, but is the more they can do with the simulation. So let's dive in. So, quick, 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 quick overview. What is the animus? Well, essentially, the animus was created in 1970 by Dr. Warren Vidic, a project where a user could relive a genetic memory through a virtual simulation. And this concept is mind-blowing. It means we can live a linear memory through a genetic source, but at a restriction. As we learned until Layla Hassan, that it has to be a user by blood. So Desmond can only visit his ancestry, which is why we got Altair, Ezio and Connor, and then Edward. But we know that Abstergo was able to create memories through a Healy's project, which is another topic that allowed us to use, play them through the Helix project in Syndicate and Unity, negating the need for a bloodline. But then Layla Hassan just figures a way to create a genetic simulation without being related to the person. That's how she was able to see Bayek and a bit of Aya's timeline. So why am why am we talking about simulation first time travel? Well, the reason is when you look at a game that relives history through time travel, it's restrictive. You can't change history unless you create a game that's alternative history. But if you don't, you can't change it. You can't mess around in history. It's solid. It's a solid state and it creates paradoxes and loopholes and stuff that makes anyone's head spin. Whereas the Animus, instead of, negates all that because we're not physically time traveling. We can't change history. We can't redo things again. So if, you know, we can't have the paradox where if you step on a butterfly, it creates the butterfly effect, or you kill off your grandfather so you become your own grandfather, you know. It negates all the typical sci-fi tropes of paradoxes, which is brilliant because it allows us freedom in the past without affecting past. But there has been times where the simulation has broke time through time travel, and October 1943, Project Rainbow, which a lot of you may know as the Philadelphia Project, did use the Animus and a piece of Eden to try and change time. And the USS Elderbridge uh, that the experiment took place manifested in the future for 18 minutes. So the Animus has been used to try and break time, but at the cost, it was too severe, so it was scrapped. Knowing this knowledge, 
This means any future game with the Animus is always going to be simulation based. And that is vital because it means if they want to do dialogue choices, which I'll cover in a bit in a second, we know this isn't time travel. So we know the dialogue choices won't break history. We know that if in history, let's say, Napoleon went to war and fell off a horse, that probably never happened. And we played the game where we stopped him from falling off the horse. Uh, I don't know why, but first going to come to my head. That's not going to change time. That's always happened in history. But in the game, it changes because we wanted it to change because of the simulation. So we know for years that the simulation is fluid. We can't change it. It's locked. But Darby pointed out that memories aren't perfect. You can get repressed memories, memories could be broken. So maybe at times that the simulations have never been accurate, and that does cause the whole error that some of the stuff we've done in the previous games broke the simulation because maybe Ezio didn't kill them guards, maybe Ezio didn't push over a civilian. I know that causes desynchronization, but that's the sort of flow that the simulation has always changed. And when you throw in dialogue choices, it causes this big whole, are we breaking history? And the answer is no. Dialogue choices can work without breaking history, because again, this is a simulation, not time travel. And it's mad to think that, but we could use the Animus to change some coding and the Animus, maybe using books and data as it's designed to do to fill in the blanks and change new paths and create a simulation where an assassin didn't do all the stuff they were supposed to do, instead they did something different and made to look like a bad guy. Is it possible for someone to create a simulation of a memory where a Templar killed a president but they changed the simulation to be an assassin that killed the president. It doesn't change time, it doesn't change history. In history, the Templar always did kill the president, but in the simulation, it was the assassin. And this is all going to sound really convoluted, because it is. And the idea of this episode is to look at how the simulation can do so much without breaking time, because it's not time travel. And I'm going to stop using that phrase because I'm going to go crazy. So let's look at the simulation. How can we change it? What can we do to make it different? Well, at first, nothing. The memory can't tamper with the memory. It's a solid state, can't be changed. But Abstergo know how to. In Black Flag, Abstergo, aka the Templars, were able to use DNA into video games. Which again changes the simulization because video games need mechanics, XP, and stuff to create replayability value. How can the Templars use a memory that is a solid state to give a user this game feel of loot, XP, replayability to get more information? And we saw this black flag as we tried to play for Edward's life to create a pirate game. And then we're using users to 
combine information without actually strapping folk into an animus. And this never changed much, but over time it kind of gets you thinking that if Abstergo can take a memory, turn it into a game, but the memory doesn't change, they haven't changed the memory, but they've changed the simulation of the memory. Could the assassins do the same thing? To what end? We don't know. You know, there's possibly no need for it. Unless the assassins wanted to find out, let's say, we'll go with my theory for Valhalla. This is going to sound crazy, but they want to find an artifact in Valhalla. And they can't find it because the memory's either broken or the text is faulty. So in the simulation, they change things, they, I don't know, they add, let's say um, in the text, Avor drops this Staff of Eden down a well in London, but they don't know where that well would have led to. Was it a secret cavern underneath? Is it just a bottomless pit? Was it water? So they could do branching paths to create a simulation of, well, if it fell into a well and into the well had a bottom that was just a water then there's a possibility that if we go there now it could be there if they did a simulation where it was a stream that ran through the well they could have done simulation to say where the stream ended then they could have gone there in real life and it sounds mad okay i'm not gonna lie that part sounds mad but the whole idea i'm trying to put across is this this isn't we're not trying to change time, because we can't, but we can change the simulization. If we change the simulization, then more possibilities open up for assassins and the game universe. Dialogue choices now become canon, 100% canon, and I know it's going to be disputed, and I don't mind disputing it, but if we can change the simulation through text, through artifacts, through records, we're not affecting time we're not saying that this happened and this happened what we're saying is this could have happened through simulate through the simulization i think odyssey is a good example of this um we know how the peloponnesian war played out we know key members didn't die if you killed the cult leader at the end that's against time you know that didn't happen in history she lived but again she could die canonly in the simulization because you could go off the theory that as she dies, you could then create simulization of what would happen next. What would happen to the cult? Would someone take over? Was someone barbaric? Could the future be different? And that's a bit crazy, but we know canonically she lived, so you let her live and history plays out normal. Nothing's affected. But this whole idea of simulization and history and time travel does extend back to the Isu. The Isu have explained for years now how they use simulations to look up stuff and the empirical truth uh, is a really good one from Origins. talks about how the real world could be a simulation but too matrixy for a Saturday evening. <laughs> but they never travel through time. They didn't like transform it to 2012 and say to Desmond face to face, hey, stop the apocalypse. No, they created a simulation 
and then talked him through the Nexus. They simulate how all this was going to play out. Um, Odyssey, Al Afia, I think the name was, sorry if I mispronounced it wrong, she was able to create a simulation of Isu memories through the F8 of Atlantis DLC. So you're able to see Persephone's world, the underworld for Hades, and Atlantis. And they were simulations. They weren't there in time. They weren't there in history. They were just a simulation in a simulation. Very, you know, inception-y. So, what can this lead to for the future, then? Let's ignore all this convoluted mess I've just created for a second. And let's look at what this could mean for history. Because now we know that it's a simulation that's never going to affect time or history. What possibilities can this cause for the series? And personally, I think this is huge for the series because it creates so many openings for stories that seem over the top, but they will work. For example, we could have more Templar stories like Shay, where we capture a Templar agent and we run them through their life, but we make their life look like an assassin. So they think they're an assassin. Maybe we're trying to recruit the Templar. So we make them believe that the life they're living is an assassin and they were once part of the Brotherhood. And maybe this could be help convert them. We could use it where they take more broken memories, memories that aren't complete, memories that if you shoved in a normal animus would just fry it. But we know from the empirical truth that Layla's brain has made the animus work differently by breaking the order, that if we took a broken memory with pieces missing, we could patch them in the civilization through text, literature, other means possible. And then if you do that, then it means we can explore more time zones, more history, more places that never were or never fully recorded, and give our own side of the story. You could, I don't know, you could look at Egypt again for origins. You could do a whole thing of origins, how Cleopatra never came to power, how the whole storyline never worked. You know, Cleopatra never came to power, somebody worsted, somebody ran Egypt into the ground and made it a ter tyrannical state and took over the world. I'm looking at the um, George Washington DLC from number three, how that was just, you know, an alternate timeline. But they could do that, and it would be canon, because you're just changing a civilization. You're not changing history, and it's a it's a big one. And I do think this is one of the most weirdest episodes I've ever created because we've known for so long that the animus is so linear. It's A to B. You go in, you play a memory, you live the life. You can't change the memory. And I agree, we can't change the memory. And we can't change time. But we can change the simulization and how we perceive the memory. And I think if we did all this back when we had Desmond, I don't think this would have fit. I will admit now that if we try to give Desmond dialogue choices, I don't think it would work. But if you look at the empirical truth quite quickly, we know that the Animus's fatal flaw is it follows order. There's an order to everything. But with Layla, it's chaos. She's able to break the order 
which means she breaks the simulation. What this means in general is too, com too convoluted just to discuss in two minutes. It's something that I'll have to bring a friend on board to look at more. But it means that the Animus is now new again. The Animus is no longer a linear jump in memory, go from A to B. It means the Animus is now fluid. We can change the simulization without changing time. So this is all I've got time for tonight. This is probably one of the most wackiest episode I've ever done. And <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't know. <laughs> but we do have an issue. I can't record an episode next Saturday. Personal reasons, I'm very hectic that weekend. But I have a treat. Tune in Wednesday at 8 o'clock UK time for a special episode with a, with a special surprise. I'm not going to tweet about it anymore. The only tweets I'll mention from today to Monday will be about this episode and the episode after the surprise on Wednesday. And not about the episode after. This is where you guys come in. I'm asking for your help. Reach out to me on Twitter and reach out to me on Discord. What would you like me to discuss and why? Just give us, would you want to me talk about some assassins because you have a favorite? Are you a fan of history and you want me to do a history episode? Whatever you want to see, please give me a shout. So thank you all for tuning in and I will catch you all on Wednesday with a surprise episode.